0: Hey, baby. What up, though? You know, I was just sitting here and thinking, when was the last time you asked me if I was okay?
1: I mean, don't I normally do that?
0: No, and I think we should talk about that.
1: Hey, come on. Let's all brag different with Nia J. And money making sound. You got something on your mind, let's get it off. You know they are gonna get you together. So come on, let's get it.
0: Got something on your mind, I ain't sound
1: here to listen If you're employed, employee or a CEO, don't
0: matter your position Eyes wide, ears open, they always pay attention Why settle for a glow man? you can shine and glisten Brag different, brag different, be unique and brag different Shoot for the stars, pretend the
1: sky's missing You might be right, just follow your intuition Don't ever brag regular when you can brag different Hey,
0: hey, hey, it's your girl Naya J
1: What a do, man, it's your boy Money Making Sale so.
0: And this is Let's, Let's brag, brag Different, different. So if you're just joining us, we like to kick off each episode with a segment called Brag About It. On this portion of the show, Sal and I share our personal accomplishments as well as some of our listeners' accomplishments.
1: Hey, and our first one up, we got my brother David. Let's get it. Hey, Uh, I've been working at Applebee's for like almost a year. And at first I started as a dishwasher for like nine months. And then I got promoted to being a fried cook. I'm cooking now. <laughs> Somebody trust me with their food. Everybody come to my beef though. You know, I've been waiting for this position for so long and been working so hard to try to get here. But now I made it finally. You know, I'm so happy about it. You know, I like it. Hey, brody, I'm definitely proud of you. And what do you mean they finally trust you with your food? But I'm definitely proud of you, bro. Keep up the good work and keep aiming for the stars.
0: And our second brag about it comes from my girl, Felicia. Hey, brag heads. This is Felicia. And I want to brag about getting out of my comfort zone. I worked at the same retail job for about eight years. Needless to say, I was very comfortable and afraid to try something new So in March of this year, I accepted a position working with students with special needs. Since then, I have discovered a new passion for working with kids and I'm now considering future opportunities within the field. Hey, definitely proud of you for making that transition. The level up is real over there. Keep up the good work. If you're interested in being shouted out on this portion of the show, Feel free to message us on Instagram at Let's,
1: let's brag, brag Different.
0: So before we jump into today's topic, we need to catch you guys up because we didn't do an episode last week. You know, we just been doing a lot of things. So let's just catch y'all up real quick.
1: Hey, that's definitely a fact because last week, you know, we had fun, man. We checked out Chicago. We went to Detroit and we made a pick stop in Cleveland. But I definitely had fun. I don't know what it is with me in vacations, but I have a thing for testing our heights. Then we had the nerve to get into a glass box on top of the 104th floor. I don't know what got into me, but I definitely tried it. It was definitely fun. So I definitely had a good time. But what about you, love?
0: Yeah, Chicago. I don't know if I want to go back there. It was raining, tornado floods. It was expensive. I definitely enjoyed Detroit. I really enjoyed Detroit. That was the whole wave. you know, The food out there, the whole vibe, everything out there was just good. That vacation was definitely much needed.
1: Hey, give it up to Detroit, I guess.
0: Hey. Because
1: she's all about that D.
0: All right. All right. And we're going to just leave that there. So let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. So as you guys saw by the title of this episode, I'm not Okay. We're going to be talking about not being okay and what that looks like. And we feel as though that's something a lot of us can relate to not being okay, but we want to dive into what it actually means to not be okay, what it looks like to not be okay. And this conversation stemmed from, obviously, you know, me being in my bag majority of the time, but just listening to other people's conversation, even the music we listen to, so in spoken word fashion, I'm going to read you guys a verse from the song Lonely by Chloe and Hallie. And the verse goes, I remember just the other day, brought all my problems, had myself to blame. There my friends go, there my love go. I'm just sitting here, yeah, feeling solo. It's not like money's going to save me or popping bottles on a daily. I had to learn to love me lately. And that really resonated with me for the fact that sometimes when you're not okay, you have to look internally and realize what you can do to love yourself more to help you feel better.
1: You know, it's crazy that with music, a lot of times people can be calling out for help and we don't even realize it. We just so engage or we just turn it up in the music that we're not really listening to the full message.
0: Yeah, that's definitely true because when I first heard this song, I was out skating and I was bopping to the beat. And then one day I was just sitting down listening to it and I was like, Wow, they nailed it. But to get back on topic about not being okay, we want to touch into the various aspects on reasons why people may not feel okay and things they can do to feel better. So, the first point we want to touch on is Are you comfortable in your own skin?
1: Honestly, I would say that I'm just now being comfortable in my own skin because I would say when I was younger, I pride myself on getting a lot of females to. make me feel that I was the man or I look better than what I felt I looked. So that's one of the reasons why I was a player because I was challenging myself to see can I actually succeed and get these females. And also, I feel like with my older self, anytime I'm not physically in shape or I'm not being consistent in the gym, it kind of puts me in my bag or makes me insecure because I'm not feeling like the person that I feel like I should be. So... Honestly, it's something that I'm still working on. But what about you?
0: I could say in certain areas, I'm more comfortable than I was. And similar to you, most of that stems from, like, childhood things. So growing up, being one of, like, the darker-skinned person in my in my family and being pointed out for that, like, I specifically have family members see, oh, you see that dark-skinned girl over there? And it was just, like... You never did that to the waffle color people. You always felt the need to kind of point out the fact that I was darker. So and, you know, the whole thing about colorism and how you when you're darker, you feel some kind of way. And I say that to say that just stemmed past even my family, like even just going to the nail salon or wanting to go shopping If I wanted bright yellow nails, they'd be like, no, it won't look good on your skin tone. You're too dark for that. Or if I wanted to wear a hot pink shirt, then it'd be like, no, you're too black for that. Like, it it would just be things that made you self-conscious. But now, like, I'm rainbow color. Like, I'll put on other colors because I'm not going to be deterred from something that made me feel good. But that definitely tuned into my insecurities. Another insecurity that I felt like over the last couple years that I'm weaning away from is like, being education shamed in a sense because you know I have my bachelor's but there are certain positions that require you to have a master's and then I'll be sitting at a table at work and they'd be like oh um so-and-so has their master's so-and-so has this and they'd be like I don't know what you're doing I and it'd be like damn I, I I went four years in the hole for what I have and it'd be like I'm still sitting at the same table with people. So just sometimes feeling like, damn, maybe I didn't get enough education. Maybe I could have more. Maybe just feeling like I wasn't enough for certain positions definitely tied into my insecurities. But if I'm comfortable enough with them myself to be like, I'm good enough to have the position that I have. And if I wanted more, I can go and get that. But I wasn't always in a place where I felt like I could give more. I could get more or I could have more.
1: Mm, You definitely list a lot of good topics. One of the ones that you brought up I feel like is definitely important is their skin color. The reason why I say that because I'm noticing now that a lot of darker shade of people are being praised and being recognized. It's sad that it took this long, but I'm definitely seeing it come up.
0: It's funny too, cause it makes me think about like when I hang out with my friends, I'm still like one of the darker skin people, and I be like, when we take pictures, make sure y'all being dark skin friendly, because just because y'all don't need the flash out here, don't forget about us. We need a little bit of lightening too, like so it just be certain things that I still feel like self conscious about that I'm still working on, but I feel like being comfortable with yourself and being honest with yourself and doing what makes you feel happy can contribute to whether you feel good or not.
1: That's definitely a fact because at the end of the day, you got to love yourself. You're definitely right because at the end of the day, you got to love yourself. If you don't love yourself, how everybody else going to love you?
0: This is true. And that helps segue to the next point of do you feel supported? And what we mean by that is when you're not feeling okay, can you identify someone who can assist you with getting to a certain level that you know you can achieve?
1: Honestly, I would say, yes, I do feel supported. And sometimes I feel like I feel over supported. What I mean by that, it's not a bad thing, but when it comes to you and I let you know that I need certain things done or I want to do certain things, I feel like you be pushing it right down by, like, hey, hey, you supposed to do this or you supposed to do that. And I'm like, can I get a little break? Uh, if you want to see improvements, you got to do this or you got to do that. So you stay real adamant on me. And I, sometimes it makes it annoying, but. I definitely appreciate it at the end of the day.
0: Mm, I could see that because I'm very intense when it comes to supporting people. Like, you tell me what you need, what you want to do. I'm on it. It's a whole full-time job. Like, I'm a warden. Like, I played no games. But Coach
1: I, and I in the house.
0: I definitely could see how that can be very overwhelming. Um, I could say sometimes I feel supported because I know we kind of touched on this last season on the episode breakdowns and burnouts and if you haven't listened to it go back all right because it's episode three check it out but it's definitely like I feel like I'm on a continuous loop of feeling not like my best version of myself so sometimes I feel like the patience is not always there because it's so It's so frequent rather than being few and far between. It's just like if you have to help somebody with the same thing over and over again, their patience level, they will have to increase that or you would just feel like you have to keep a majority of how you're feeling to yourself. So it's not that I don't feel like the support could be there. It can also be sometimes you don't want to be burdensome in expressing that you're not your best version of yourself because I've been noticing how frequent I'm really. Not my best hope to the point where you're like, you need to go and and seek therapy. And I'm just like, no, I'm good. I can manage it and things like that. So it's not that the support is not there. It's just sometimes I don't feel like burdening you, burdening you with how I'm feeling.
1: And my answer for that would be like I told you before, at the end of the day, I'm here for you. So it's not a burden.
0: But let's talk about that a little bit more, because I feel like that happens a lot where sometimes you'll be going through something and you want to share that with someone else, but they may be also going through something as well. And you don't get the chance to communicate what you're going through.
1: now nah, that's definitely a fact because I know a lot of times when I talk to certain people and I may want to tell them what's going on with me, but then they would start to unload everything that's going on with them. And at the end of the day, I'm a type of person where I put other people before me most of the time. So I will be there for them to comfort them and try to guide them to the best of my interest, whether I'm on 100 percent or whether I'm on point five percent. At the end of the day, by me doing that for them, I don't have the chance for somebody to do that for me. And by that time, I'm already done or tired mentally from taking on that that I don't even feel like talking about me anymore.
0: Mm, And that's such a good point of who's checking on you like who knows you're not okay? because I know you brought it up several times that. When you're having conversations with your friends or family, it's more like what are you up to versus how are you doing?
1: Honestly, no, nah, that's definitely a fact because that's something I had to learn to do myself. I'm not going to lie. I was one of the people that by what's up? I never be like, what are you really going through? Are you really OK? Now I'm able to ask some questions so I can understand why it may be hard for other people to do it. But it's definitely a challenge when other people can't do it as frequently as you do it.
0: And it makes me think, too, like how that conversation is being received. So if you're calling someone and you're asking, like, how are you? What kind of responses are you usually getting met with?
1: I mean, usually you will get I'm OK and I'm like, OK, what does OK mean? Is your mental good? Is your health good? Are you going through anything? Honestly, I feel like I become a detective and maybe sometimes I'm annoying to people because I'm asking so much questions, but It's just that a lot of times people would give you the bare minimum. They don't want to go deep dive into the stuff that they really going through.
0: And tying them back into music, it makes me think about that song you be blasting by Big Sean, One Man Can Change the World. And that line where he goes, standing next to Jim Carrey, we traded stories, then laugh. I said, You're not the only one I know got rich wearing masks. And it makes me think that if people are hitting you with generic responses like, I'm okay. it's like a facade. Nobody is truly divulging how they feel like I, I'm starting to become that person that you ask a question, but you don't really want the answer. So what I mean by that is like I'll go to the supermarket and they're like, how's your day going? And i be like, today's not going well for me. Like it was hard to get out of bed. And the cashier would just be looking at me like, OK, you know, she probably me to me, go, oh, my day is going well. How's your day going? I'm at the point where I don't have the energy to fake that I'm not OK.
1: Mm, so you one of them people? I'm not gonna lie. I definitely be like the cashier too when I ask him "So how your day going?" And they like, "Oh, it's not going well." Da da da. And I like, "Oh, I didn't really <clears> ask for all of that, but I definitely understand where you coming from. I guess you got to be cautious what you really ask people. If you don't really want to know the real answer, please don't ask.
0: For real, that's how the phrase goes: "Ask and you shall receive." Like, and it's just so like, what happens if we normalize that? What happens if we just said? I'm not okay today. I'm not feeling well. Like, what kind of conversations would we be having? How can our relationships with one another be strengthened if we openly admitted how often we're not okay?
1: And you know, it's crazy that you said that because I actually got closer with people, friends, and family when I really started asking them hard questions like, are you okay? it made people more open and aware that I really care that much to know what's really going on rather than doing a drive by like you good. Okay. Bye. A lot of times we don't really get these questions asked. So when somebody finally steps up and do it, it makes you feel welcoming and makes you feel like the person is really there for you.
0: Definitely. Cause we're all about building a stronger community. So with all that being said, let's do some self-reflection How can you tell when you're not okay?
1: Honestly, I can tell when I'm not okay, when I'm not sticking to my routine. I notice that I'm more of a person that I have to have a routine or I have to be consistent doing things, or even one for me would be overeating, where I notice that I'm not hungry, but it might smell good or I'm around good food and I begin to start pigging out on it. What about you though?
0: For me, I feel like it took me a long time to notice when I'm not OK, because for so long it just be like I would just try to brush it off and be like, oh, it's just a bad moment. And never realizing like how severely I was not OK. But I realized recently that I've been experiencing like crying spells. So I noticed like when I'm crying, when i uh, When I feel the urge to cry more is when I notice I'm not okay. Like, y'all, I had a whole breakdown on the phone with the lady at the bank the other day because she said she needed my information just to verify my account. And I'm like, but why do you need this? Why do I have to give you this information? And she was just like, you know, if you don't want to give me the information, you have to just like go into the bank. And now I'm like, I just need a minute. And I'm just like... So this she's just wanted to verify my account and I was having a whole breakdown with her. So definitely when I feel like that. Also, I could say, I mean, I'm a cranky person in general, but I'm not making excuses. That doesn't sound positive. I'm working on it. But I noticed I'm more like irritable, more jumpy when I'm not okay. But most importantly, I know I'm not okay when I find it hard to be honest with myself and realizing that I'm not okay. So because... So, for instance, I remember trying to talk to myself to clear my thoughts because I've been feeling, like, very unmotivated, just stuck. Like, no goals, no hope. Like, it really sounds bad, y'all, because that's really how I've been feeling. And then I was just like, if I took the time to really dive and really talk to myself, what would I find? And then it just helped me identify, like, how I've actually been feeling. So when I am incapable of... Hearing myself talk back to myself, like my intuition when that is gone, when I feel like that's not present, then I know I'm not okay. And I realized I wasn't okay because a lot of times I wasn't talking to anybody. Like if I was going through anything, whether it was with myself, if it was with my family, if it was with Sal or whatever the case was, I would not say anything to anybody. I would keep that to myself. And I reached out to a friend the other day just to talk because I was just like, you know, I'm at the point where I can't hold it anymore. And she pretty much basically told me, like, I'm a high functioning like Tigger pretty much like Tigger is bouncing around all happy, you know, bringing joy to everybody. But when he go home, is he that hype? And it just made me think that's me. I'm busy wearing all these masks trying to be a good worker, a good family member. I'm trying to be all those things, but what am I being to myself? And that's when I also realized I'm not okay because I don't even know who I am or what I like anymore.
1: I definitely understand that. And you definitely make me feel bad over here.
0: It's not to make you feel bad. And I'm sure a lot of people would say the same thing because there are a lot of friends that I talk to daily and I'm pretty sure they have no idea like, how bad I feel like every once in a while. And that's what I want to say too, is that I notice. I'll tell people that I'm, I wasn't okay once I'm over that hurdle. So you wouldn't know it until like two or three months later where I'll just be like, Oh yeah, I was just going through that a couple months and they was like, but I was talking to you and I'd be like, Oh,
1: I'm glad that you brought that up. Cause I feel like, honestly, that's definitely a great point. I feel like a lot of times when we are going through stuff, it's hard to really tell because when you ask the person, or you checking on a person? The person is constantly lying and saying that they OK or or they putting up a good facade, And it's kind of hard to really distinguish. Are they really OK or is this an act? So with that being said, so with that being said, how do you suggest one navigate to really find out if the person is OK? If they constantly asking and they constantly checking?
0: I mean, I think it all ties down to how comfortable you feel with that person and also taking into account if they can handle what you're going through. So oftentimes, if I feel like I'm at my breaking point and I reach out to someone, I go, hey, I'm going through a lot right now. Can I talk to you if you have the space to do so? Because you have to have the reciprocity. You you can't just go around unleashing on somebody like, yes, it's healthy to have someone to talk to. But it's also unhealthy if you're trying to vent on someone who can't carry what you're trying to drop off on them. So Definitely identifying people you feel comfortable with, people you can trust. Even if you don't feel like you want to burden anybody, write it down until you feel comfortable, until you feel like you have that room to express yourself.
1: You know, that's something I definitely got to prod you on because that's something that you definitely do. And even when you're talking to me, sometimes you're like, are you in the mental space? Because I have a lot that I want to drop on you. So I definitely appreciate that because like you said, at the end of the day, sometimes people would just come out of nowhere and just drop a lot on you. And there's no shade, there's no disrespect to nobody out there that does that. It's definitely important to ask the person, can they handle what you're about to indulge on them?
0: Definitely. And it makes me think too, along the lines of the type of work that I have done and that I'm currently doing, that we always have to do what is known as like a safety plan. And you identify like your warning signs and your triggers. So what are some behaviors, situations and things that you can tell that essentially a crisis is going to arise, meaning when you know you're not going to feel okay. So it's it's like if you go around certain people, you know you're not going to be okay. If you think about certain things, you know you're not going to be okay. And within that plan, it's also like, who can you ask for help when needed? So it's like identifying how much you know yourself, what things will trigger you, but also knowing who you can go to in that time of need.
1: It's crazy. When you said that, it made me think of a saying that, My mother always say to me, people, places and things, and those can be your trigger. So with that being said, definitely be careful about the people going around, the places you go to and the things that you do. So with all that being said, how do you motivate yourself when you're down?
0: Hmm. I mean, I try to do things that I know once brought me enjoyment. And I say that because I'm ever changing. Like what I like today, I might not like tomorrow. That's just my personality. But in general, like when I'm feeling at my lowest, I just try to be as active as I can. So that's why I'm glad that I joined, you know, the skate community and I can get out there, listen to music and get skating to just get physical, you know, and definitely just try to identify something that brings me peace in that moment. So so even if I know, for instance, I got a lot of work at that time and I'm just overwhelmed and I know I'm not my best self. I would just find something that would just bring me peace. I feel like that's the best thing you can do for yourself is just try to find happiness where you can and use that to fuel you while you sort through everything else.
1: Okay. Okay. So with that being said, do you feel like that form is working for you currently?
0: I mean, currently no, because I haven't really been putting the effort to, really do things like i've been saying i wanted to do a whole routine i've been trying to journal and everything like that but like i said i'm just in a stuck place where i don't feel like i can motivate myself right now so i'm just trying to identify like it sounds bad like what i'm not doing so that i know what i can be doing so when i start to feel a little bit more like myself because i feel like another thing is too that when we're not okay we are rushing ourselves to be okay And by doing that, I feel like you're causing yourself more harm than good because you're forcing yourself to be something that you're not. So when you crash, you're crashing double as hard because you never addressed it to begin with. So that's what I mean by I haven't been putting the extra energy to do what I know can make me feel better because essentially I'm just trying to ride it out, really sort through it so that I know Next time when I get low, it won't be this low. It'll be a higher low until, you know, I can get my frequency, my whole vibe back up.
1: Mm, Okay, I see. So you're not putting no more band-aids on it.
0: Nah, I'm just out here with the wounds, you know, trying to get out my bag if it ain't designer, yurt.
1: Man, hell with designer. Rock your own brand, but.
0: But what about you?
1: Mm, I would say, honestly, for me, to motivate myself would be I'll listen to music. I will work out or. Or I would do things that I find that's enjoyment, whether it's hanging out with friends, whether it's hanging out with you or even getting back to reading my books. So honestly, I feel like those are things that bring me out my mood. But I definitely would say the first thing I probably do is lean towards music because I try to find something that either somebody that's going through the same situation like me and got out of it or just, you know, to have some upbeat music to bring my sadness into enjoyment. Then from there, brings other things in sight for me.
0: Definitely. I can see how music can definitely help brighten your mood. So before we let you guys go, we just want to throw in a few tips on how you can help someone when you notice they're not OK or they communicate they're not OK. So some things you should not do is ask them questions like, what's the matter with you? what you got to be depressed or sad about or whatever emotion they're experiencing because you definitely don't want to shame them for feeling how they're feeling. You want to come to them from a place of, like, empathy or just phrase your question in a way that doesn't sound aggressive.
1: No, that's definitely a fact. And one thing I feel like we need to state that make sure that you open to receive the information from the person. If you're not mentally and physically there, just explain to the person, like, I apologize, but I can't be there for you in this light because nobody likes when you act like you're there for the man. Honestly, you can't even be there for yourself.
0: This is true. So some things you can ask someone when you notice that they're not acting as their best self, it's something simple like, what are your sleeping or eating patterns like? Or something as simple as, what can I do for you? Or what do you need from me? Because sometimes they'll just be like, I just need someone to listen to me. I need someone to be here or they just need to feel heard and seen. So you want to definitely ask what you can do, how you can be there for them, but just making sure you're doing your part in terms of self-care and taking care of yourself before you want to take on someone else's problems.
1: No, nah, that's definitely a fact. And I feel like one of the things that I do a lot when I'm talking to people is I ask them, how's your mental? Cause I feel like a lot of times when we talking to people, We never really focus on how the person's mental state is. Somebody can easily give you an illusion, but you don't really know what's behind the mask. So definitely don't be scared to ask that question. And also don't be scared to ask them when was the last time they was happy or when was the last time they were sad. Because a lot of times you can get a lot of information out of that. And also, I feel like one of the things, too, you need to ask the person is do they have somebody to talk to? And if they don't, ask the person, do they mind seeking help? Don't be afraid to ask for help because at the end of the day, that person probably can help you navigate through things that you're going through than a regular person.
0: And I'm going to leave you guys off with this quote. Every man has his secret sorrows, which the world knows not. And oftentimes we call a man cold when he is only sad.
1: I hope y'all enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave us a review, and shout us out to your friends and your family. Because, man, I brag, man, I brag, man, I brag different. Until next week, brag heads. Bye. Bye.
0: Sandwich on the beat.